definitely going to be really fun. So, hey, Code Keepers, it's time for another great episode of Get On Code. I have this book here with me. Running is a kind of dreaming, and I have the author here with me as well. And I know you're saying, Seko, what's this have to do with empowerment? You know, what's this have to do with Black empowerment? Stay tuned. All right. Welcome to Get On Code, The Fly Guy Show, which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge of self. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to. And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine. That means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. All right. Holding the memoir in my hands again. Running is a kind of dreaming. Man. Man. So for all my runners out there, hey, run and grab this book. J.M. Thompson, Ph.D., Good to have you on the show. Time to get on code. You know, our show is really heavily about empowerment. And one of the things that I found intriguing about your book and your story is in the depths of despair, you found a way to really empower yourself towards improved mental health. And not yeah. only that, now you have stories and you have proof of concept that can help others. Yeah. Well, Seiko, you know, the thing about running, my experience of this was um, in the depths of suicidal depression uh, in 20, in 2004, 2005, which is where I was at back then, really, I, you know, I had, I, I had attempted suicide. It was, it was pretty bleak and I found running and in terms of empowerment, right, the, I guess the main takeaway there is the power is within. Right, the power is within us, right? So I, I for years and years and years, had looked for something outside of myself, uh, and I was running away, running away from difficult, difficult experiences, running away from myself, running away from memories that made no sense, so I couldn't handle from my traumatic childhood, and the shift from uh, that runaway kind of spirit towards uh, r- running was really about knowing the powers within and we can tolerate really difficult experiences. You can turn towards adversity. You can learn to cope with it. Uh, you can learn to put one front foot in front of the other, uh, literally and metaphorically to get stronger, more confident, connect with your community, connect with the world around you and uh, uh, continue on the path towards well-being and liberation. Well-being and liberation, two key words I really love, well-being, liberation. And, you know, one of the beautiful things about liberation, when I've studied liberating uh, forces, people who have really been focused on liberation, they all talked about, you know, liberation is within. Mm. (laughs) You know, uh, KRS-One has a quote where he says, Emancipation is long overdue, so it becomes procrastination because freedom is within you. 
Mm-hmm. And that really goes along with your quote, run, run before it's too late and you're stuck down there. Mm-hmm. Run right now. I like mm-hmm. the, the sense of urgency that comes with that. So you attempted suicide. Yeah, I did. And you found that running was a way to deal with the emotional pains and challenges yeah. that you were trying to kill off. So why yeah. was it important to start running right then? You know, run before it's too late and you're stuck down there. Talk about that. So, yeah. So I, I'd grown up throughout, throughout my teens and 20s. Uh, with cyclical uh, depression, it was pretty bad, but it was, I could kind of just about manage it. Things really unraveled in my early 30s. I couldn't handle it anymore. I, I did talk therapy. I tried medication. I just got worse and worse and worse. And then, um, you know, I was in the psych ward in San Francisco and um, I had attempted suicide. Uh, and I probably would have attempted again because nothing made me feel good. I felt just horrific all the time. Uh, and I knew I needed to do something. And this impulse just emerged to me while I was on an exercise break on the rooftop basketball court of uh, the psychiatric hospital in San Francisco. Uh, run right now. And 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 so I did. I, I, I did. I started doing these sprints back and forth on the basketball court. And you know, came into my my body and um, felt something. I felt like I was alive and I was here right now. And it was a little a little glimmer, a little glimpse of light in the kind of darkness that had engulfed me uh, for so long. So, um, and that was that was really the really the beginning of the path that took me towards towards recovery. Wow, and. Dr. Thompson, it's amazing to me uh, that as I've talked to people about empowerment and I've read great books like your book, Running is a Kind of Dreaming, uh, our author, J.M. Thompson, as I've talked with people who are focused on empowerment and have used empowerment techniques and strategies, and they come in such varied forms, all of them find that there's something, some talent, some gift, something they already have within them. It's like the creator provides you your yeah. own safety net. Yeah. Well, I think what I would want your your community, your viewers and listeners to know is about, I think the lesson here is about turning towards and trusting your own inner wisdom, trusting your own experience. So what running provides, the book is about running, but this probably is the same uh, if you're an artist, a musician, uh, if you're a chef, there's all kinds of things that are like this, right? Where, you know, as opposed to uh, listening to the opinions of other people, I'm not saying don't don't listen to trusted guides, but I'm also saying, you know, think about in all our wisdom traditions, like the one I'm trained in, which is Buddhism, the, the Buddha's last words was, um, be a lamp unto yourself, right? You know, I was, I was raised as a, as a Catholic and, you know, I remember from, from those teachings, you know, uh, Jesus said, the light of God is, is within you, right? And I, so I think across traditions, whether you're a, a believer or, 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 or not, there is a way of understanding that uh, the capacity for healing and transformation is 
deep within us and and is actually still there even in the really bleak times you know it might be a little bit like you know you're out and it's dark it's a stormy night there are clouds everywhere you know the moon is still out there you cannot see it but it's still out there right so <clears throat> the capacity for change and healing transformation is is your inheritance as a human being and um maybe in the darkest moments you can't see that and you, you're going to need to be patient to find that little glimmer like i did that little glimpse of light when i started to sprint and i was like huh well this is a little bit different find that for you maybe that's maybe for you it's for runners it's often running it may it might be the arts it might be you know music right there could there all kinds of healing practices find that little glimpse of light the light is within you and then tend that fire uh and 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 use that and find ways to cultivate that that's 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 my understanding of empowerment uh which is quite different from the 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 way that uh, at least in white western society we have been trained uh, certainly i was trained to think about healing is about you know you you go you go outside and you seek you seek something else or someone else. I'm not against doing that, uh, just to be clear. But I do believe there are capacities we have uh, that are that are, are profound and deep and go really to the core of what it is to be a, to be a human. Well, you've given you know one of the strategies. You know, finding that thing that's within you that will help save you, that will give you liberation, give you freedom and empowerment, but you mentioned the darkness, the challenging times, the stress, the depravity. So, so for those of us who haven't gotten to that point, and maybe even those who've been in that point, you know, one of my best friends um, passed away via suicide um, in high school, and I'm still struggling with that now, trying to understand it. So, what is the experience of suicidal depression? And yeah. Why do I have to take a breath when I talk about Juan becoming an ancestor by his own means? It, it, why is it so hard to talk about? First of all, Seiko, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm deeply sorry for your loss. I mean, I think that you, 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 what you embody right now is that uh, when one of our brothers or sisters leaves us in this particular way, uh, it, 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 it's wrenching, right? It leaves a wound, right, in a very particular way uh, that is hard to... Uh, to, to handle and 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 uh, so uh, my experience of what that was like is you know there is the the way I talk about it in the book is you know ordinary sadness is like and the difference between ordinary sadness and severe depression is like the difference between water and ice right like imagine someone who had who knew what water was. But, you know, they were from some alien world where there wasn't such thing as ice. And you're trying to explain to them, like, let's say you were completely encased in ice and like you were freezing to death. And, and they say, like, you aren't you like this is like this is like basically water. You're in like, well, yeah, kind of. But no, it's a different state. You're in a different state of consciousness altogether. And it is unrelentingly excruciating it is as painful probably on an emotional level as like i don't know 
being on fire is like, you know, like acute pain. Uh, there seems to be no relief. And then, you know, what well, what comes up in the mind of someone in that state? I'll tell you what comes up. It's one question. How do I stop this pain? So for a while, you look around. I looked around for ways to uh, alleviate that. In my teens and 20s, drinking, doing drugs, um, running away from difficulty. Um, but eventually, everything that I had tried stopped working. I was, there was quite literally, there was nowhere to run. I was stuck with feelings that were, were, were hellish. And, and then what happens is, um, well, what happened for me is the thought, oh, you know what, there is a, there is a, there's a solution to this. It's really horrific, but there is a solution and it is to, to end my life. <clears throat> the first time I had that thought, it was horrifying. And it, the thought seemed to be almost like not even part of me. It seemed to have come from some, some other dimension of my mind. And uh, it was um, horrible. Um, I ignored it. But it came back and came back and came back. Pretty soon, after a few weeks of this, it was, you know, imagine someone playing like a tape loop saying, you know, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. There's a bridge, jump off that. There's a car, you could run in front of that right now. There's the there's a train, you could jump in front of it right now. Why do it, do it, do it. it? Wasn't a literal voice. I'm not saying I was hearing voices like that. It was like a thought, but it would not stop. And I began to feel like, you know what? I'm not seeing many ways out of this apart from this idea that you know I could I could actually just. Uh, extricate myself from this hellish pain by 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 dying by suicide so that was the experience and i you know after many years now on the other side of the of the therapeutic couch so to speak speaking to folks in recovery or in the midst of suicidal depression i believe that something like that is is a fairly universal experience of the you know, last year there was 44,000 or thereabouts Americans who died by suicide, 1.4 million uh, who attempted suicide. Something like that experience of like horrific pain all the time. And you know what? I want out. That's the experience. And, you know, sadly, of course, sometimes people get to a point where they act on those thoughts. And um, depending on, on, you know, the, the means, uh, it ends up becoming, unfortunately, a decision that is irreversible which of course is the tragedy of suicide most things in our life you know you 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 know you commit a crime you can you know you can seek forgiveness or, or whatever um you, you 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 attempt suicide and uh, there's no potentially no coming back from that so of course the imperative uh in in our families and communities and society is to find ways for people to just live one more day because while you while you're still alive there is hope. Yeah, that, that's that's difficult to comprehend. And I, I'm sure it's even more difficult to grapple with, to think that it's so overwhelming, so repetitive. You mm. know, I, I guess often we think of it as happening so quickly. Or, mm. you, know, you know, why did Juan do that just so quickly? You know, mm. the situation happened with uh, a girl and two days later, you know, he's an ancestor. So I'm 
I never have really considered that he may have had a, a deep welling depression and mm-hmm. the suicidal thoughts were repetitive. That's <sighs> so we're talking with the author of this great book, Running is a Kind of Dreaming. Um, you know, it, you can get the book wherever you buy great books. <laughs> Running is a kind of dreaming. They have it on Amazon. I'm lucky that I got my copy in advance. Um, make sure you pick up your copy. So we can learn how. How others can find the empowerment that yeah. that you know uh, Dr. Thompson found. Um, so we were just talking about the trauma, the, the, yeah. the challenge, that deepness, that deep depression. Um, so how does that impact the body, the mind, and the uh, nervous system? Well, you know, trauma. You know, we hear this word more now in in you know in the media, in the news, and and, and so forth. And you know, what, what is trauma? Trauma really is in an experience, an overwhelming experience that that transcends your capacity and resources to cope with it. You know, so uh, abuse, neglect, uh, oppression. Uh, for, of course, for the experience for many. Um, People in the BIPOC community, uh, women too, is of uh, oppression of various kinds uh, or uh, misogyny, um, sexual assault. Um, these these experiences, and by the way, especially when we're young, when we're when we're children and young people, if we're coping with experiences where uh, that are overwhelming for us, uh, they 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 leave a mark uh, on the mind, body, and nervous system. Uh, in significant ways, um, the experience of, of being overwhelmed in that way is that you think about an ordinary day, an ordinary set of memories, right? You know, you go to work, you have your lunch, um, you have dinner with your family, um, you watch Netflix or whatever, and, you know, the next day you remember a few things. There's a whole bunch of things you probably don't remember. It doesn't really matter. It's sort of you integrate that into your sense of who you are and life moves on with trauma what happens is whatever it was that happened uh the memories uh, are very fragmentary typically uh they're very confusing you might have some flashes of very very vivid experiences that were horrific uh you might have lots of gaps between those flashes Right. And primarily what you might have, what you would have, is feelings uh, deep inside you uh, that are, are really hard to bear, right? So especially when we're young, when we're kids, kids can tend to internalize messages that, you know, the bad stuff that happened to them was their fault. I'm bad. I'm no good. I don't deserve to be happy. Nothing is ever, nothing good is ever going to happen to me. Uh, life is pointless. Um, all of those thoughts are really the, the the long-term traces on the mind and nervous system of experiences that occurred to us, but kind of overwhelmed the, the, the mind's capacity to sort of make sense and, and integrate them so that the past stays in the past. For, the, for those of us who experienced trauma, the past stays present. Um, the clock may move on, the calendar may move on, but in a sense, as I talk about in the book, it's the time it's always been. You're still 
uh, going through those feelings and can be triggered quite quickly into sort of re-experiencing this, the, 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 the emotions around whatever was traumatic, as if it's happening right now. Maybe it happened 30 years ago. It feels like it's still happening right now. That's the experience uh, of, of millions of trauma survivors in the, in the, in the U.S., and across the world. Interesting. Um, so I know that, you know, as a person of uh, African and indigenous descent, we very often talk about how drumming, dancing and singing and, you know, just community activity mm -hmm. helps someone to deal with challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we talk about how in the work songs really kind of developed with the uh, enslaved who were trying to make sense of it all and just had a communal activity, even though they were doing something they were forced to do under threat of death, they they found that singing and even mm -hmm. acting and, and having a ritual dance and doing some of the work with, with mm -hmm. the, the sugar cane or with it was the, the cotton mm -hmm. or whatever the crop was or whatever they were working on, mm -hmm. you know, in Charleston when they were building the streets with oyster shells. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of reminds me of in your book where you talk about how running freed mm -hmm. you so this term ultra running was brand mm -hmm. new to me mm -hmm. tell me about ultra running yeah well i guess i'll start off by your observation about uh drumming in in the black and indigenous community and uh, i think the through line here is think about running and drumming they're both rhythmic right there is a predictability you think about trauma it's the opposite of that whatever whatever sense of reality you had whatever sense of structure and order and predictability it's torn into pieces there's no there's no uh, there's no rhythm recovery is, uh, and healing is is about restoring a kind of um rhythm and predictability in life so that's probably the, the through line through many many traditions uh, uh that are that are healing which is to to find ways in a very physical way to restore a kind of rhythmic structure to the body and the mind and the spirit, especially in the context of community. You talk about uh, drumming in the black and indigenous communities, that's in community. Um, one thing I talk about in the book, I was, I was privileged in, in, the, in, the, um, in the midst of my descent into addiction, I, and depression addiction, for, for a few years I was a member too of a, of a gospel choir in San Francisco, the Glide Ensemble. And um, there too, the experience of musicality and rhythm was 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 very helpful. What is ultra running? So ultra running is running more than a regular marathon. Regular marathon is 26.2 miles. Ultra running is anything longer than that. Um, so the distances are 30 miles, 50 miles, 100 miles. Um, a little bit of history that's interesting is it was actually created by um, African-American man, Ted Corbett, who grew up in Dunbarton, South Carolina, um, grandson of slaves. He discovered uh, he wasn't allowed to ride on the bus because he was in the Jim Crow, Jim Crow South. Um, he ran to school every day. He, Ted Corbett ended up becoming you know, he's an elite world-class runner. He was one of the founders of the New York City Marathon. Uh, so that's an interesting uh, kind of through line here too. Running helps trauma because, you know, the clue is really in the tile here. Running is a kind of dreaming. 
what I've experienced through distance running is it's, is it's a sort of kind of waking dream state. And in that dream state, you know, the, the thinking mind, the, the part of the mind, the brain that uh, remembers the past, that thinks about the future, that's uh, kind of caught up in traumatic thoughts, um, that part goes quiet and you kind of shift into the, the emotional centers of the brain, uh, thinking kind of random thoughts that kind of stitch together in this new way, uh, after which um, you, you feel like you have, you can kind of sense, sense your kind of see, see your own life from a wider, a wider perspective. Um, just like going to sleep with some problem on your mind and then waking up after a good night's sleep and you kind of know the answer running kind of functions as a sort of waking dream that, that I, I experienced. And I, and I think many runners would, would, would attest to this kind of provides a way of sort of reflecting and integrating difficult experience. I'm glad you, you had the picture of Ted Corbett up there All all ultra runners owe a debt of gratitude to, to Mr. Corbett. Wow. Wow. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I say, I say, so salute the ancestor. Mm-hmm. Um, last question uh, that's, you know, primarily about the book. You know, and once again, we're talking with the author, Dr. Uh, J.M. Thompson. Running is a kind of dreaming. Running is a kind of dreaming. Um, J.M. Thompson, PhD. Uh, I'll get that right. <laughs> uh, so if somebody's struggling right now, mm-hmm. you know, with whatever the challenge is, mm-hmm. what can they learn from your book? And even if they can't get the book, what do you want them to know? Well, I hope that people will get the book and read the book. And ultimately, this is a the book is a story. And the story is a story of one person's descent into the underworld, into the the, the abyss of depression and addiction, and then the journey out of that. And I hope that that people will reading that, uh, whether they're going through something themselves right now or know someone who's going through something something like that right now, will will feel less alone. Some feeling of kind of solace and connection in uh, journeying with with me as I recreate that journey and 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 seeing that there is a pathway to the other side. Uh, I do talk about some of the general principles along the way that I believe are are helpful. In a more practical way, I would want anyone going through something right now where they're feeling hopeless to know. I guess I would say to them what someone said to me when I was really at absolute rock bottom and um, I was in the hospital and uh, a, a therapist whose name was was Mike, I identify him as Mike uh, in, the, in the book, um, said to me, you know, I, I want you to know that I have faith in you. And I said, well, you know, I don't know how that's possible because I don't have faith in myself. And he looked at me with a, with a kind of expression that I could really register in his eyes. This guy is not just making this stuff up. He, he means that he's communicating something to me deep about uh, what's going on between the two of us now and that right now. He said, I know that. And, and, and that's the reason I'm going to hold the faith for you because you, you can't right now. And um, I guess that's what I would want to say. I, I don't know. I've never met your, your listeners or viewers, um, but I, I, but, but I, I consider, um, c- consider the, 
everyone listening uh, and everyone who is a member of your community, um, my um, brothers and sisters on the path towards liberation, that will be my aspiration at least. And I would, what I would wish for them is to know that I have, I have faith in you. I have faith in your capacity as a, as a human uh, to, to find the light that is within you. Uh, perhaps you can't find yourself. Perhaps you need someone um, caring out who, 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 who you can turn towards and uh, share what you're going through right now and, and let them know that you're suffering and have, and have them invest their faith in you. Uh, to stay to stay a while, stay another day, and know that recovery is possible. Finally, I'd want to know. I want folks to know that if you if you're really struggling right now, there are trained caring professionals, a, a, a number of national helplines available twenty four seven, and uh, you can find that list actually at my my website, which is runningisakindofdreaming.com. Um, there's, there is a, a list of helplines there with 1-800 numbers and websites uh, for folks who need immediate uh, support who are, in, who are in a crisis. But know that you're not alone. Know that you're not alone. Know that you're not alone. We've been spending some great time with J.M. Thompson, Ph.D. I love that. Uh, his book is Running is a Kind of Dreaming, and he gave us a history lesson. I just had to put that up there. That's that's beautiful. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I love what you're doing. I love your book. And I would say, hey, listeners, viewers, running is a kind of dreaming. I didn't have a lot of time to chat with you today. So maybe we'll get a chance to do a part two because I had some other questions I would love to get. I would love but, that. Um, running, running is a kind of dreaming. Pick up the book. As you can see, this is great for a nice weekend. and Stay on code, learn the code. The code is empowerment. Become the code, teach the code. And if you're struggling, read the book, do some movement. Maybe running is for you, maybe dancing is for you. But within you is something that will help you deal with whatever depths that you're dealing with. Because we were built to navigate these waters. So let's navigate. Have a great day, peace and prosperity.